A little over a year ago, you probably didn't think about the way germs spread in a grocery store. But now, we're all amateur epidemiologists. The pandemic has made public health more visible than ever before, but it's always been there in the background. It touches all aspects of our lives, from how we address health inequities to what we feed our kids. For National Public Health Week, Brown University's School of Public Health is offering you a glimpse into everything that public health means and all that it can do. Welcome to Humans in Public Health. I'm Megan Hall. When I was studying at Brown's School of Public Health, I often heard the motto, we learn public health by doing public health. That's been master's student Sarah Canilia's mission from the beginning. She says when she entered the program, she didn't want to lose sight of all the actual people behind her studies. I was fearful in starting any Master of Public Health program that I would, in a sense, become detached from reality and just working with big data sets and looking at people in the aggregate and and sort of forget the reality of the aggregate is made of individuals. So over a year ago, she responded to an email from the House of Hope, a homeless advocacy group that was looking for student volunteers. Their mission is to prevent and end homelessness in the state of Rhode Island and also end the personal and social trauma of homelessness. And so their work is widespread. You know, they've served over a thousand individuals and have supported almost 150 people in housing. They're also always collecting data, which is really important to understand what is going on in terms of homelessness. When Sarah first joined House of Hope, she thought she would help the organization gather data on how people with unstable housing use the emergency room. But then the pandemic happened. We decided that even though this is an incredibly unfortunate circumstance, that there is some opportunity here to learn about how people experiencing homelessness were being impacted by the pandemic and how that may be different from the quote unquote general population, if you will. Here's one thing that was different. When people experiencing homelessness tested positive for COVID-19, They couldn't isolate in a shelter or on a friend's couch. So the state of Rhode Island sent them to a hotel. It's one hotel and people are are brought in and they have a hotel room with a phone and um, are provided with resources like food and they have television and also the option if they have people that can drop things off, whatever those may be. Once they're done with their isolation period, then they are released from the hotel back to wherever they may end up. On the face of it, you would think, oh, this is great. People are homeless or getting to stay in hotel rooms. I mean, what what more could you ask for? But I could see how you would feel kind of uh, trapped. Yeah. I mean, you know, isolation is frustrating for anyone. If you can't go out to get the things that you want or need, that's frustrating. And if you were put up somewhere against your will, it can be that much more frustrating potentially. And if you can't go anywhere and you don't have someone that can drop things off, you are limited specifically to what you are receiving there. So that can be potentially a point of frustration or it could be good. And that's sort of the point is that everyone's perception may be different. Sarah wanted to know what it was really like to isolate in the hotel with COVID. So she started to conduct interviews, asking people to talk about their experiences. But that form of research isn't easy in the middle of a pandemic. 
So it's being done remotely. Everything is done through phone call, but of course not everyone has a phone. So that makes it really hard. So because of that limitation, I decided to write another proposal that would be for surveys that could be done during outreach with the House of Hope in person. So that way, even if it isn't in people's own words and it's in these kind of unfortunately perfect little boxes, that some information is better than no information. Sarah is just at the beginning of this new approach to her research, so she can't say much about the results yet. What she can say is she's already learned a lot just by observing the outreach workers at House of Hope. Connecting with organizations like the House of Hope is really valuable because I think it can be impossible to understand people's needs without talking to people. And if you're in a position where your work just doesn't involve talking to people that are experiencing homelessness, it's just not a part of your job description. Connecting with organizations like House of Hope will bring that component of reality back into it. What are your plans for your future? Uh, You won't be in the Masters of Public Health program forever. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Oh, gosh. (laughs) Uh, What a question. Maybe more just sort of like, what's your vision? Um, You've done this work in the homeless community. Do you see your career path continuing in that area? Or are there other things that you anticipate exploring? Yeah, I definitely still have an interest in continuing work with people experiencing homelessness. I also have an interest in people with substance use concerns. What what do I want to do and where do I want to do it? I think those are two separate questions that kind of come together. And the reason I emphasize the where is, you know, everything we're looking at is really specific to Rhode Island. This is not speak to, uh, you know, homelessness in Arizona, you know, um, so place matters. I'm from Brockton, Massachusetts. I'm not from very far away. But when I was moving for grad school, I was like, oh yeah, like I'm basically from here. You know what I mean? It's like 45 minutes away, whatever. There's no difference. And then I realized I was wrong. You know, I I think that that was really emphasized to me in tagging along with outreach with the House of Hope. So I just realized very quickly, it's a different state. It's a different city. I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, Just because they're close together does not mean they are the same, which is very obvious. Uh, at face value, but (laughs) was different for me in practice. I think that was humbling. And it made me realize that maybe I want to take what I learned here and bring it back to where I know, which is my own community where I grew up. Sarah Canilia, it's been such a pleasure talking to you. Thank you for taking the time to tell me about your work. Yeah. And thank you for taking the time to ask all of these wonderful questions. It's been a really great discussion. Sarah Canilia is a second-year Master of Public Health student at Brown University. She's investigating how public health interventions during the pandemic have impacted people experiencing homelessness. You've been listening to Humans in Public Health, a special series for National Public Health Week. Humans in Public Health is brought to you by Brown University School of Public Health. This episode was mixed by Carolyn Claflin. I'm Megan Hall. Talk to you tomorrow.